Welcome to Reflections from the Heart, presented by Stewardship, a mission of faith. Reflections from the Heart with your host, David Abel, is an outreach of Gospel Reflection, a ministry of Stewardship, a mission of faith. For the next 30 minutes, please join David as he breaks open the bread of life in the Gospel reading for Sunday's Mass. And as the same Holy Spirit who inspired the biblical writers, inspires us today with the truths he reveals to our hearts through his word. Now, here's David with Reflections from the Heart. Hello and welcome to Reflections from the Heart. My name is Rob Longo with Stewardship and Mission of Faith, and I'm joined today by Tom DeAngelis, also from Stewardship, and then a dear friend of the ministry, Cameron Norris. Cameron, good to have you back, right? You've been yes. with us before. Good to have Thank you back, you very buddy. Much. Cameron's a member of the Gospel Reflection Group that we have on Wednesday mornings. Uh, blessing of... Uh, of probably about seven, eight years now, we've been we've been doing that, and uh, so it's Cameron, fantastic. Cameron's a, a faithful Wednesday barn barn brother. Yeah, right? I love the barn. It's awesome. It's <laughs> awesome. So, Tom, if you could lead us in an opening prayer, sure, beautiful. This is a prayer taken from our stewardship of prayer book. Um, we use it at all of our gospel reflections, our stewardship of leadership meetings, and it's available online. Or just call us, and uh, we'll send out. A bunch of them to you, or just one, however many you want. It's right on page two. Um, it's called Jesus' Prayer for Unity, and it's taken from John's Gospel, chapter 17. I pray not only for them, but also for those who will believe in me through their word, so that they may be one, as you, Father, are in me, and I in you, that they also may be in us, that the world may believe that you sent me, and I have given them the glory that you gave me, so that they may be one, as we are one, I in them and you in me, that they may be brought to perfection as one, that the world may know that you sent me and that you love them even as you love me. Amen. 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 Father, Son, Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. It's beautiful. Thank you. And for those of you who are able to, to grab your Bibles, the gospel for this coming Sunday is Matthew 25, 31 to 46. Again, Matthew 25, 31 to 46. And Cameron, if you could read the gospel for us, I would please. love to. Matthew 25, 31 through 46. Jesus said to his disciples, When the Son of Man comes in his glory and all the angels with him, he will sit upon his glorious throne and all of the nations will be assembled before him. And he will separate them one from another as a shepherd separates the sheep from the goats. He will place the sheep on his right hand and the goats on his left. Then the king will say to those on his right, Come, you who are blessed by my father, inherit the kingdom prepared for you from the foundation of the world. For I was hungry and you gave me food. I was thirsty and you gave me drink. A stranger and you welcomed me. Naked and you clothed me. Ill and you cared for me. In prison and you visited me. Then the righteous will answer him and say, Lord, when did we see you hungry and feed you, or thirsty and give you drink? When did we see you a stranger and welcome you, or naked and clothe you? When did we see you ill or in prison and visit you? And the king will say to them in reply, Amen, I say to you, whatever you did for one of the least brothers of mine, you did for me. Then... He will say to those on his left, Depart from me, you accursed, into the eternal fire prepared for the devil and his angels. 
For I was hungry, and you gave me no food. I was thirsty, and you gave me no drink. A stranger, and you gave me no welcome. Naked, and you gave me no clothing. Ill and in prison, and you did not care for me. Then they will answer the Lord and say, Lord, when did we see you hungry or thirsty, or a stranger or naked or ill or in prison, and not minister to your needs? He will answer them, Amen, I say to you, what you did not do for one of these least ones, you did not do for me, and these will go off to eternal punishment, but the righteous to eternal life. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise, Praise to you, Lord Jesus, Jesus Christ. Christ. Thanks, Cameron. Whew, man. Powerful words. It is. It is. And uh, someone pointed out one word that, you know, in all these years, hearing this gospel, reading this gospel, hearing sermons and homilies, and that I never, I never really took notice to it, and it was the word one. Yeah. Whenever you did this to one, or whenever you did not do this to one. So God is so personal, right, that... Yeah, he he's he's interested in the one, and it it's really it's it's freeing because you know when you just look at hunger, like world hunger, you know, how can we you know the three of us here in in Elizabethtown, Pennsylvania, take care of world hunger? Right. But if there's a guy or a lady in front of us that we can help, but let's just let's start there. So Jesus is really making this very doable. Yeah. That it takes away the anxiety of you know being paralyzed by the massive need. And then making it very, very doable, very actionable, just one. Whenever you did, whenever you did this to one of these, Lisa Miney did it to me. So let's, let's look for that one. Yeah. And building off of that, it's a reminder of he doesn't give us more than we can handle. And sometimes we want to handle the world. We want to handle world hunger. <laughs> but he doesn't put that on our plate. He puts on our plate what we can handle one at a time. And sometimes it's what you do with what's on your plate determines your next helping, the next plate that comes. If you're diligent in the word he gave you today, that's when you usually get another word. But sometimes we're waiting for the next word and we think he's quiet, but he's he's waiting for us to do something with the word he already gave us. Yeah, that's beautiful. We, we, we have a dear friend, God rest his soul, Father George. Uh, Father George Grandma, who Dear friend of stewardships, he's you know he's been called home to the Lord, and just what a good and faithful servant he had. I think thirty thousand or maybe yeah, upwards of forty thousand. That's incredible. Last orphans time I heard, yeah. in Ethiopia, Kenya, and Brazil. And I remember so vividly in our in our conference room in our office in Elizabethtown, there's a bunch of different ministry leaders, and we wanted him to meet them, and, and we wanted them to meet him and see if they would maybe you know adopt. His his mission is something that they would that they would help out with somehow, and we're having this big meeting, and he was getting antsy, and he, he leans over to me. He said, "Rob, this is not feeding the children. I must go. I must beg." Wow. He, he really took yeah. this honor of being the chief beggar wow. for these forty thousand kids very seriously. That that he needed to be in front of people to show their pictures, to tell their stories. To get that next dollar, hundred dollars, thousand dollars, ten thousand, whatever, that he needed to be out. And wow. although this meeting could have, right, like you know, we were all thinking big picture, like how can we right. take care of everything for you, Father George? He was looking at, you know, I need to get these guys rice today. Yeah, you know, yeah. His mission was clear, very clear, very clear. Yeah, I think too, Cameron, what you mentioned really takes me back to last week's gospel, where you know. The master left his servants with a certain, you know, treasure, 
yeah, that the they talent. needed to do something with, right? When he returned, he said, you know, for the ones who had returned, he gave more. You know, come, you know, take possession of, you know, come share my joy, take possession of, you know, the other ten that you have or the five that you have or whatever. But I think too that just what you said, you know, he waits to see what we do with what he gives us, and then he gives us in proportion. The next plate will be, you know, reasonably up from the last one. But right. the other thing, too, that I found this particular time reading through this gospel and, and, you know, earlier in the week with talking to other people about it is both the people who do the good and the people who don't do the good are surprised in the end when they find, mm-hmm. like, Lord, when did when did we do that, you know? Mm-hmm. So on the one hand, there's, a, there's, a, there's an ignorance of, but it, for the good people, it's more of like an unselfconscious doing of good. They just do it out of their heart. They don't even think about merit. It's just, I didn't know I was doing anything that I deserved a reward for. And the other ones are just totally oblivious. Like they just, they don't even see the people in need. So that, but there's a, there's a surprise in both parts, which I think is interesting because the people who are doing good are doing good just because, well, that's what you do. You know, I'm not doing it to get anything out of it. I'm just doing it because somebody has a need and, and I'm going to take care of it. So, and that really, I think, is what God is looking for. You know, what Christ will be looking for is, did you do it the way I did? Like, he didn't come to merit anything for himself. He came completely and totally for us. You know, there was no other reason for him to be on the face of the earth other than for us. That was his whole purpose. His whole, and if we're going to be like him... That's the way we're supposed to be, you know. Yeah, and and really, we should be surprised in the end when we find out that we did a good job, you know. Yeah. yeah. And, and God, he he wants all his kids home, right? He doesn't want to lose right. any of his children. And he gives us the the final exam. I mean, mm-hmm. he, he's constantly giving us the final exam with with these these readings, especially these past few weeks, uh, yeah. that he wants us not to be surprised at all and make it an intentional part. And right. even if it's, you know, if, if, the heart, if, our, if our heart is so pure that we just do good, you know, because we're just so in love, that's awesome. But a lot of us need, you know, we need to start somewhere, right? right? And, and God gives us the answer to the final exam, and then we start, and then we, and we serve, and we try to help somebody else. And then God is so awesome that when we do that, even if maybe the intentions aren't as pure as they they maybe could be, then he gives us that joy. You know, isn't it like when, when usually you feel so much better on the way out of serving than on oh, the way yeah. in. Like on the way, in, it's like, oh man, I got yeah. I'm leaving my family or I'm leaving my job or I have this or that. Like you're like kind of torn a little bit. But then afterwards, once you finally start serving and you're in the moment and you're with the people, and then afterwards you leave and you're like floating. You know, yeah. So. Thank you, Lord, for for loving us so much that you give us. I mean, there there should be no surprises, right? Um, So even if we don't start off with the best intentions, uh, through God's grace, he gives us that joy. And then I think we'll be be set onto that, you know, that road of of more more pure intention. Yeah. It's amazing how we are created. We're talking about serving other people, how much that does for us. It's, It's not just about them. We, we get fed out of it as well. So it's funny how he talks about hunger and you gave them food. If we think about the fact that we are born with a spirit and we don't live by bread alone. So what is that spiritual food? And when you eat of it, you want more. It makes you more hungry. 
it doesn't satisfy you and you want more of it. Uh, it's pretty amazing. And, and these things, it, it's kind of funny. Well, maybe it's not by accident that we're talking about these things around the holidays. <laughs> and uh, here we are, Thanksgiving holiday and Christmas coming up. Um, how powerful the message of the gospel is and also how simple it is to, to reflect the Father, uh, to do these things. You know, if Jesus is with us today, what are the things he would be doing? Um, I don't I don't know if he would be arguing and convincing people as much as he would be loving on people. Yeah. And then, too, I think um, the, the one of the other things that catches my attention on this is the fact that, um, you know, the, in order for us to be more like Christ, we we are required to do those kinds of things. I mean, those, yeah. that's kind of the, um, I remember I had a, I had a boss and I worked for a um, major corporation in the area for 20 years. We were very heavily into performance appraisals. In fact, that's how we managed every week, every month we would have a review and, you know, we, we'd set our goals for the year and it was always, and right around the time I was just getting into that as a manager, as a new manager, um, being trained on it and being, using it and having it used with me, um, I remember a priest giving this a homily, and he said, "Look, and it was to your point, Rob, too. It's like not not only did we get the test, we got the answer key. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but the, the final for the final exam. But he said he said this is there was a priest. He was given a homily. He said this is your this is your performance appraisal. This is what you're going to be reviewed on at the end of the year. And it really hit me because I was just going through that at the time as a young manager, and uh, I thought that's exactly right. If you don't know what the performance appraisal says what you're supposed to do then hitting it is kind of a crapshoot but if you know and you know the answer and the right answer here are the right answers and here are the wrong answers you know here's a whole list of things that you're supposed to do but at the end of the day that's what we're going to be reviewed on you know and just like last week well done my good and faithful servant i'd love to hear that at the end i'd love to hear you know come you know you know when did i do these things lord no you did them when you did them for the least of my brethren you weren't even paying attention when you did them but 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 come be with us now because you because you have lived like the way we live you've shared our life already come and be with us for eternity so i think that's you know when we get the 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 test and the answers you know there's really no excuse for not for not passing it you know yeah well i forgot to study last night you know right no come on i I really pretty uh it was a special experience this past week so one of the things that we do at Stewardship, we have gospel reflection groups. So if anybody's interested in starting one or joining one, just get in touch with us. We can we can help you do that. Uh, but there's some groups that need a little need a little help, whether it's groups with younger participants or maybe some seniors or nursing homes. And we have a food a food for thought section that we we do each week, and we send that out. So early in the morning, I was preparing to send that out, and. Uh, and then my son calls and said, yeah, Dad, can you come up? It was like you know, 4.35 in the morning, and uh, I think he had a bad dream or whatever. So I was laying with him, and he said, Dad, can we pray, can we pray the chaplet together? He's 11 years old. And I said, sure. I said, and, and the chaplet, you know, for those of you who aren't familiar with it, the, 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 the prayer that you repeat over and over again is for the sake of his sorrowful passion. So for the sake of Jesus' passion. For the sake of his sorrowful passion, have mercy on us and on the whole world. And we usually try to personalize it. So I just got done preparing the food for thought for this gospel. And Thomas invites me up and he says, let's pray the chaplet. And I said, well, who do you want to offer the first decade to? He said, um, 
you know, how about those who are sick? I said, Thomas, I said, I'm just doing the gospel reflection. He said, and Jesus is talking about those who are hungry and thirsty and sick and in prison. Yeah. So why don't we do that for each, you know, for each oh, one yeah. of these categories? So we spent That's awesome. our time in prayer praying for those who are hungry, for those who are thirsty, for those who are sick and in prison, for those who are naked. All right, we prayed for this this list to hopefully soften our heart, you know, help you know the people pray for the people that are in need, but then soften our heart to kind of look. So I think the easy for me at least, the easy out is let me pray for them. And I think the the further we move out of the cities, uh, for those you know, I live in a suburban neighborhood. You know, we're not exposed to it a lot, so we have to really allow ourselves to be inconvenienced mm-hmm. to mm-hmm. find someone that needs. And sure, right. people are spiritually hungry. We need to feed them God's word and and help them in their faith journey. I think God's really Jesus is always talking about it, like a physical piece of food, yeah, and a, and a glass of water. So like this, these physical needs, because our Lord knows that if the physical needs aren't met, and you just say, mm-hmm. "Hey, let me tell you how much Jesus loves you," it's going to be it's going to be hard to evangelize. So you know, Jesus knows the deal for evangelization, right. and He is saying, you know, seek out, especially now that we've moved out. A lot of us have moved out of the cities. Seek out. Allow yourself to be inconvenienced and seek out those who need something to eat physically. Right. Yeah. And we talked about that a little bit this morning where um, the discussion led to doing things versus talking about things. So if you're going to be an example, if I'm going to be an example for my kids and I want that, if I, if I feel like there's some things that have been revealed to me that I know what would be a better way for them to live their life, like reading the Bible and treating their mom with respect and honor and caring for her heart. If I just talk to my kids about those things, but they never see it, then it's just a concept. It doesn't make them wrong, but it doesn't carry the same weight as when they come out of their room and they and they see us at the dinner table or the uh, kitchen table and, and we're reading and we're praying together and I'm treating their mom and them with love and respect, then we can have those conversations. Conversations are still important, but if, but if that example isn't there, uh, and that's just within the four walls of my house, I, I think uh, something that's on my heart right now, big time, is for my extended family, uh, for my aunts and uncles and cousins and second cousins and, and maybe maybe people that uh, they need to see a role model of a Christian, of somebody following Jesus more than they need to be preached at. Um, I I think that talking with them is part of it, but if I'm not an example of the fruit of the Spirit, you know, if if somebody is starved of one of the fruits, peace or self-control, and they can see that in somebody else, it exposes that hunger for them. It, it, it's so powerful. And it, it adds so much fuel to the conversation when they view things and, and then they have a hunger for it. Yeah. It's, it's, it's like, as you're saying this, Cameron, I'm just thinking of all the, all the time that I spend in a car driving, right? And yeah, you, you know, and I, me both. Yeah, yeah. And, I, and I try to listen to good things. <laughs> And, you know, I make phone calls related to, you know, the ministry and the work that we're doing. But imagine if, if we become really intentional with our extended family. Wow. 
and we have a, a call list. Yeah. You know, all those hours that were, and then we just call Aunt Joan and Uncle Louie and Cousin Joe we haven't seen in a while. And we just, just make, make it a phone ministry that, that yeah. you know, that we're just going to really intentionally reach out and just say, hi, I just want to let you know I was thinking of you. I know we haven't talked in a while. I just want to let you know I was thinking of you. How you doing? Yeah. And, you know, imagine how powerful that would be. It, it's so powerful. I'll go ahead and share a quick story. Could, yeah. Okay. It'll just take a minute or two. So I've been praying big time for my family because I, I want them and the kingdom wants them. And uh, I, I want them to come back to the fold of, of what they were created for. So as I've been praying for them, I've just been praying very intentionally. And during that time, oftentimes it's in the car, a specific uh, relative will stick out to me. So just recently, my Aunt Carol, she was just on my mind so much. And so I just I just got into prayer for her, and I, I just felt Jesus' heart for her. And it, it, was, it was an emotional time. And then I was thinking, okay, I... I I lifted her up in prayer, and then I came behind another car. Her last name is Hamlin. The car I came up to had a Georgia license plate, and at the bottom of the license plate, it had like the name of the county, and it was Hamlin. So I was thinking, <laughs> Coincidence, right? <laughs> yeah. So I was thinking, okay, well, uh, maybe she's on my heart for a reason. So I called her, and I just wanted to share with her just something that I felt like the Holy Spirit was giving me for her at that moment, and she melted. It, it it was uh, it, it happened to be her birthday. Now I have I have a large family, Italian family. My mom's one of nine. I don't know everybody's birthdays, <laughs> so so I called her and I said, "Hey, I just have I just have a word that I feel like is is specific for you, and you know, take it for what it's worth." But this is kind of the picture, and I painted the picture, and I I gave her a word, and she was just crying and uh-huh. said, "I took a half day off of work." because it's my birthday and I wanted to treat myself to lunch. So here I am at Panera Bread eating lunch by myself. Mm. And I just I just asked the Lord a question. And she told me what the question was and the and the words that I had for her it was um keep going. I said this I, if it makes sense to you I have a quick word. It's just keep going, keep playing. And she said I I won't tell you the question but it was very specific, and and that two words was, made sense with the question she was asking. <laughs> wow! It, it, and it was her birthday. You didn't know it was her birthday. You can't and plan that stuff. No. Yeah. And, right. and imagine Absolutely. those opportunities are right at hand. If, yeah. if if we if we get into a conversation with the Father and we and we don't only talk to Him, but we also have an ear to listen. Yeah, the listening part. You you spoke earlier about actions and words, and I you know a lot of times I hear people say you know actions speak louder than words, and and it's true. Uh, people will take more from what you do than what from what you say, especially if they're not in agreement. But actions and words are the most powerful. So right. it's not you shouldn't stop talking to people. You right. shouldn't stop reaching out, relating. But you should be that model, as you're saying. You pray that they'll come back to the church or they'll come back to their relationship with with Christ. But but if you're not that kind of a person, you're not the person that's reaching out, that's drawing them back, and there's no connection there. Then it's not like it's a crapshoot whether it happens or not. But I think too, it's very important. And I've always tried to push myself on this. I don't do as good a job as I should, but I think when when we sense that there's something we're being called to do, 
if we're trying to make an impact on other people's lives in a Christ-like way, we should be looking for specific things that are going to bring that out. Like if I don't see that, then I need to check my own behavior. Like am I being Christ-like enough that my family is not reflecting it? Right. You know? Well, they're not reflecting it because they don't see it and they're not being touched by it. So am I, am I enough Christ for them to be able to see it, or do I need to step my game up? You know, do I need to to go into prayer and and then be open? I think the key to that story, that little story that you told, really was the time you spent in prayer. It was actually a preparation that that none of that would Definitely. have happened without the prayer. That's right. You know, so <clears throat> so the words are important, the actions are important, and the prayer is absolutely critical. Otherwise, our actions won't won't reflect the spirit. Yeah, and and you had you could have. Um, you could have buried that talent right? we talked about last week's gospel You're right. yeah. and that was a gift right that was yeah. you know your relationship with God is a gift our faith is a gift but in that moment you you received a gift yeah you received the talent you received you know you were entrusted like David talks about heavenly kisses yes so you were entrusted with that yeah and you could have just kind of buried it and just went about your day or you could have did what you did so thank God the, the Lord gave you that that courage to make the call because that's not an easy call to make sometimes. And yeah. when, when, you know, sure, we, we, we say we're related to people. Yeah, and she lives in Colorado, yeah. so we don't talk all the time. Yeah, so, I mean, it takes a lot of courage to, to pick up that phone and do that. And the one thing that I heard recently, um, it's, it's a fatherhood ministry that we're involved with called the Fathers of St. Joseph. And it says that as, as, as men and as fathers, we need to pray that like St. Joseph, who was chosen among all men to be the earthly father of Jesus, right? Yeah. Uh, that we can pray to be little, silent, and hidden. Mm. And that when we do things, we, we neither boast nor complain. Because when we do that, then we're, you know, we're calling attention to ourselves. You know, that like, oh, you know, if we complain, we're the martyr. If we boast, you know, look at us. That can we remain little, silent, and hidden and everything that we do for our our spouses, our kids, if we're blessed with grandkids, with our aunts and uncles like you're challenging yeah. us to, Cameron, that you know, that you were praying in silent, you were embracing the silence first to, for God to fill you up and then to share his gifts with each other. And it's just amazing that God is waiting for us to invite him in. He's a gentleman, right? He's waiting for us to invite him in. And when we do, guys, those sto- the story that Cameron shared, God wants and needs us to be open so that we can then reach out to his kids that might be away so they come back to our Lord. Yeah. So with that, we'll sign off, wish everybody an awesome day, and we'll, uh, we'll talk to you guys next week. God bless you. Bye. Blessings. Reflections from the Heart has been presented by Stewardship, a Mission of Faith. We hope that you've been blessed and encouraged as you listen to Reflections from the Heart. If so, you might consider participating in a Gospel Reflection Group. For information on locations and times of Gospel Reflection Groups, or how to start a Gospel Reflection Group in your area, please visit our website at stewardshipmission.org and click on Gospel Reflection Groups, or call us at 717-367-0100. Stewardship, a mission of faith, is a 501c3 nonprofit organization 
and depends on donations from people like you to make Reflections from the Heart possible. If you enjoyed this broadcast, please prayerfully consider making a tax-deductible donation by visiting our website or calling us at 717-367-0100. On behalf of David and the staff here at Stewardship, a Mission of Faith, thank you for listening. And until next time, may God bless, protect, and guide you on your journey home to Him.